How are we doing, everyone? We all good? Thank you. Everyone say, uh, hang on. What do we think of Micah? Love it. Um, can I just first off, my goodness, the youth um, that we are able to provide here is such an opportunity and it's so cool. Like, who loves um, Queen's Quest? Is it Queen's Quest? Yeah? Come on. And the worship team, did you see them going off tonight? Give them a round of applause. That was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Well, if I haven't met you before, my name's Claire and I've been, I've been youth leading for a while. I won't tell you how many years, but I'm one of the youth leaders here at Gateway and I'm super keen for tonight. Now, whether you call yourself a Christian or whether you've been invited by a friend, you know, um, classic like you're at school and they're like, come on, you've got to come to youth, um, being pulled along, there's something in this for everyone tonight, so I hope that you're excited. This term we've been focusing on the word conquering. Now, I'm a teacher and... Well, I like to look up definitions of words. So uh, I looked up the, word, the definition of this word and two particular words about this stuck out to me. And that was to successfully overcome. When I think of successfully overcoming something, I don't know about you, but I get super excited. And who loves, who, hang on, who loves to be successful first up? Yeah. Yep. And who loves to overcome things? Yeah. Come on now, get around it. But it is such, it's one of the greatest feelings that I've ever had, successfully overcoming something. And conquering that is definitely a vibe. Now, I'm going to be honing in on conquering relationships tonight. Now, when I say relationships, I mean this in a general term, okay? I heard a bit of ooze out there. We all have different relationships, whether that be with God, family, friends, schoolmates. In fact, all of life is about relationships. And tonight, we're going to discover some transforming truths about how to conquer these. Over the next coming weeks, we'll also be looking at conquering friendships and conquering dating relationships. Spoiler alert, I'm going to give you my main point straight up so that you can be mulling over it and thinking about it. And that is, God has a plan for our relationships. Now, it might seem pretty like, yeah, Claire, I know that. Like, God, I know that he does. But to conquer the relationships we have in life, our focus needs to be to live as Jesus did. You may have heard the saying, what would Jesus do? Now, back in the day, put your hands up if you've seen these bad boys. Yeah? Back in the day, these were the thing to have. If you were wearing one of these, you were like, you were cool, you were in. Couldn't find one, but I definitely did wear them and they were amazing. Now on it, it says, WWJD, and it stands for What Would Jesus Do? And there have been moments in my life where I haven't been sure on how to react, what to do, and this has been my go-to. What would Jesus do in this situation? And it's definitely been a saying that has helped me as it encourages us to take a step back and consider what Jesus would do in moments, especially in our relationships. Now imagine for a moment if in everything that you guys did, you engage Jesus into every decision that you made. You did as he did. What would your life look like? How would you respond to situations? How would you treat others? What would or wouldn't you say? A passage in the Bible says, if you're wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you're bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, 
Don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. Now that's a lot to take in and there's so much in there, so much goodness, so much that you can take out of that. What I got from it is that it helps us to understand how God wants us to approach life and furthermore use this in order to conquer our everyday relationships. Every day in every relationship, you are planting seeds and eventually you reap what you sow. The question is, what kind of seeds are you planting? We need to cultivate deep relationships, but these don't just happen. They require a bit of effort. We have to do more than just reach out to others. We have to share our lives with others as well. These intimate, authentic relationships are exactly what God has in mind for us. He has beautiful, healthy relationships ready for you. A guy called Reuben said one of the, one of the needs for understanding others We can't simply cheer people on and give them our best wishes. We have to make room for them in our lives. When we make room for others in our lives, the walls of indifference and apathy come down. When we make room for others, we discover the best of them and the best in ourselves. We love and encourage them in the best possible way. Think about a time where someone has opened up their heart to you, where they've welcomed you in, where you may have felt a bit excluded or where you may have felt a bit uncomfortable when someone's just gone, hey, come over here. How good does that feel? Think about maybe when you've also done that for somebody as well. So the question is, because this is what we want to know, how did Jesus do it? How did he go about it? Jesus said love is non-negotiable. The most important commandment Jesus gave us is to love God and to love others. Healthy relationships are so important that God didn't just suggest we treat others well, he commanded it. He wants us to love others in a real and tangible way. Now, put your hands up if you've heard of the five love languages up on there. Yeah, cool. Now, if you haven't heard of them, or you're not sure what yours are, I would highly suggest to do just an online quiz. It's no um, sign-ups or anything like that. But not only does understanding these and what our love languages are, So the way that we best feel loved, it allows us to understand yourself more, but also how to love on others. For me, I personally feel the most love when I'm spending time with people, so I'm quality time, as well as when I get uh, encouragement or words of affirmation. Love it, let's go. (laughs) Jesus put his needs before, sorry, Jesus put others' needs before his wants. Now, after grieving the death of a friend, Jesus planned to spend some restful time alone, and we can read about that in the Bible. Crowds followed him, though, to a remote place. Now, rather than being angry and sending them away, he had compassion on them and performed a miracle to feed them. 
We need to care for others and look past our own desires in order to put others' needs before our own. And sometimes that can be really difficult, especially if we're feeling a particular way. But in this moment, Jesus, his friend, he just died and he wanted to just get away, but he still left that, that place open for them. Jesus chose individuals over tasks. Jesus wants his followers to care for hurting and troubled people. Now, rather than seeing people as projects to improve, he wants us to love the way he loved and serve the way he served, personally and unconditionally. No task was ever beneath Jesus and no person was ever unworthy to him. Jesus extended his friendship and kindness to anyone and everyone, often sharing meals and hanging out with them. No agenda. For you or us, this may look like going to get a coffee with someone. For me personally, choosing individuals first, even though I'm a people person, extrovert, sometimes I've had the focus of being task focused. And that's something for me that I've had to learn over time. Jesus listened to others. He didn't let busyness keep him from following, sorry, keep him from listening. And he listened without judgment. It's important that we listen so people feel loved and encouraged, and sometimes this is all that someone needs. Someone that I think that does this really well is Tegan Taylor. You in here, Tegan? Yeah. There she is. Tegan is someone, if you haven't had the opportunity of um, having a conversation with her, she is so gentle in nature, and she just stands there listening and just takes in everything that you're saying and when you're talking to her, it's just a judgment-free zone, and you know that she's just fully there, fully listening. Yes. What do we think of Tegan? Come on now, get around her. We love it. And lastly, Jesus served others. Jesus never placed himself in a position above others. He led by serving, and he loved by serving. He washed feet. He fed thousands. He walked to visit and heal the sick and dead. He spent time with those no one else cared to spend time with. Jesus lived a life of humility. To be a servant means we genuinely need to care about people. And there are so many servants in this house of God. In life, we are not always going to get it right. And I know from my life that I've not always got it right. And sometimes we may experience frustration or a lack of successfully overcoming. But we are called to align ourselves with God in all that we do so that he can help us successfully conquer our relationships. I know in my life, again, that I haven't always got it right. But it's about the way that I continually reflect and change what needs to be changed in order to live as Jesus did in that. Here's my challenge and question for you that I'd like you to walk away with tonight. And I want you to ask yourself this question in the way that the question's framed. What am I doing to sow into others? How am I continually encouraging other people in where they are at? If you walk away from here, continually asking yourselves those questions, thinking about how Jesus did, how he did relationships so well, I will tell you, your relationships will be so much better off for that. 
Remember, God has a plan for our relationships. So strap in and get keen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much that you created us for community. You created us to be in relationship with people, relationship with you. And God, I, I pray that as we continue to do life, as we continue to do this journey, Lord, that as we look to you, that we align ourselves with who you are and how you did, how you did friendships, how you did relationships. And God, I thank you that we have you to look towards for that. And God, I pray in everything that we continually seek to better ourselves. We seek people out that are good influence, Lord, that are gonna get around us, that are gonna encourage us, and that we also do the same, Lord. I pray that we can feel challenged walking away from here, Lord, knowing that you have got our relationships in your hands and you've got a plan for each and every single person in this room. Pray this in your name, amen.